Hello, friends. Nick here, back for another episode of Health Conversations. My guest this week is Alex Herrera. Alex is one of the team members with Tribewire Nocera, which is the team of people that helped organize the retreat that Mike and I just taught on in Costa Rica, which was amazing. Uh, Alex was, his specialty is play and movement. And so he taught the play portion of the retreat, and it was really eye-opening and gave us some great ideas to embed into the seminar. Uh, I had a really great time chatting with him before we left the retreat a couple days ago. Hopefully you enjoy the conversation about, um, it's mainly based on play, and uh, we talk about the sweat lodge too, as a tool to use for physical, mental health, and to build community. So um, I really enjoyed picking his brain. Hopefully you enjoy the same. This episode is brought to you by the TFC Foot Nerd Program. It's a program we launched in January 2019. Uh, we're taking 100 people this year, and it's basically a way to expand our global network of people that understand the feet and hips that can start to give workshops and seminars to be able to scale those up globally, and also to create a referral network so that people around the world have someone that they can access in their area that can help them understand their body, um, and, and whether it's an in-person consult or an online consult, just have someone to refer to to help guide them down the path of going from a poorly functioning body, maybe with some pain, not working as well as it should, to to understanding the main things that get us into trouble and how to kind of start chipping away at restoring a body that moves properly and is pain-free. If you want more info on that, check out thefootcollective.com and click on the Foot Nerd tab, and the details about the program are in there. May um, applications for the June group open in May. We're taking 25 more, and then we're going to take another 50 in October. So you can check that out. That's it for sponsors. Let's dig into this episode. Hope you enjoy. It's the TFC Audio Project. It's a collective effort. Help people understand their bodies, starting at the feet are the gateway for people to see that there's an issue. You know, a foot conversation is always a whole body conversation. Hey folks, Nick here, back for another episode of Health Conversations. Um, today we're at the tail end of our recent trip to Costa Rica, the retreat that we did with Caveman Strong and Tyler Touchette and his gang, um, and the team at Tribewire Nocera. So today I'm talking with Alex uh, Herrera. He is um, he was the, he's one of the Tribewire Nocera team members um, that kind of gave us a very curated experience this week um, of th- this beautiful jungle environment and. I wanted to chat with him about a couple things. So his uh, topic that he taught was play, which he's extremely good at. And um, so I wanted to delve in what play meant for him. And another one of the experiences that we didn't get a chance to do this time, but we'll definitely look into doing next time, um, was a sweat. And uh, the other night he explained to me what it was. And I I wanted to talk to him about it because it was his way of explaining it um, definitely painted a picture of something that's way more than... Um, just a physical experience, so I wanted to chat with him about that. So, Alex, maybe just introduce yourself, uh, give us the Coles notes on who you are, what you're about, and then uh, and then we can get into talking about the sweat. Awesome. Yep. Hi, I'm Alex. Um, I'm part of the Tribe Wire Collective here in Asara, which is a team of four or five of us that have been living down here in the jungle now for a good four or five years, and uh, we came together understanding that we, we had the capacity to really offer and curate authentic experiences for people, uh, our extended communities, international communities, and uh, we commenced our offerings last uh, last year and we're now into our fifth journey and really realizing the importance of just reconnecting with the land and the Mm -hmm. importance that has to people that aren't exposed to it so much yeah and it really is like it puts you in an element that's 
unlike anything most people have back home wherever they're from yeah and I, I really think you guys did and i think the word authentic really put it together well because we did you know we had a um a sound session which was great it blew my mind yeah like i had no i went in with no expectations but an open mind that okay i'm just gonna embrace this and try and relax my mind as much as possible and just absorb this um and you definitely you know the term drop in never had as much meaning until i realized like as soon as you get into a state where you're completely relaxed and just absorbing the scent, like even right now, you hear the insects in the morning here, you hear the howler monkeys wake you up. It's one of the best alarm clocks I've had in a while. Yes. Um, and you just get submerged into the sounds of the environment because there's no noise, right? And even like um, I spoke to, um, what was the guy that did this? Sabo. I spoke to Sabo and he's like, even just people talking, like we never really, there's always people talking. There's always external noise whether it's artificial or natural and it's just the artificialness of noise in a city is something you never get away from even cars like hearing a car go by and it's just refreshing to have natural sounds which i think our brains are are tuned in to hear yeah right like it's almost like the deeper you relax the more you hear all the tiny nuances you hear a conversation between two birds and you're like wow and it's just it's just the novelty and the 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 naturalness of it it was it was very cool but we had the sound session we had the cacao ceremony where we did you know we sit down at sunset you drink some cacao and then you dance like it was just everything's just been awesome and the food has been amazing fresh natural food um and your sessions which were play-based um so let's talk about play you know so a couple things number one how you got into play and and what your kind of journey through the world of movement has been because i'm sure it's like anyone it's gone in a bunch of different ways and then i just want you to mention what play means to you okay um because i think play is a very general term that people know what play is but they really don't know what play is yeah and i think to define yeah and so expanding people's definition of of play and and even you said you know you get some communities in here that you say okay we're going to do this for play and they don't even know what that is they think it's just being goofy but it's it's so the way you worded it was um very powerful in like purposeful conscious movement in a creative way yeah um so let's talk about how you got into the world of play and then what play means to you okay great I think yesterday when you asked me that question, I think yesterday when you asked me that question, I, I gave it some thought. And from my personal experience, it was, I was exposed to it from a really young age. You okay. know, At uh, the age of five, I was given a tennis racket. I was exposed to martial arts. And I've looked back, and it's always been really present in my life. And it's brought me to some really pivotal points in my life that have allowed me to create a career from it. You know, cool. So going back and just reflecting on what play is... To me, it's a state of mind. It's a state of being. It's not an actual physical act. Because just touching on what we spoke about, people think the act of play requires silliness. It's not an, to me, it's not an act. Of, it's, not an act. It's, it's a state of mind. You could mm-hmm. be doing the smallest of things and you could be in the mindset of play. Yeah. And within that mindset of play, just studying the environment around us and the animals within it and children in particular... Mm-hmm. When they're in a state of play, to me, I realize it opens passageways to, to the creative world. Mm-hmm. You know, which is something that's fascinating for me. Something that uh, I'm now starting to find back at the age of 44 mm-hmm. that I'm able to tap into my imagination, and it's allowing me to move and 
perform in a way that has a lot more texture and substance mm. as opposed to just being That's a physical a act. Yeah, I think yeah. people are just shackled by, you know, we don't really let our bodies express themselves to their full extent. We always give the analogy of exercise versus movement. Most people are familiar with exercise. Few are familiar with the massive realm of movement that humans are capable of and, and really perfectly engineered to do. Um, and even something like yesterday's session, what you can do with a tennis ball if you just go on with an open mind and are given some direction. And you see people... Um, just kind of be given small direction and five people can go five completely different ways and i think that's the beauty of play where everyone's background history of what they've been exposed to determines what they kind of apply it to when you give them something like a ball and it was just it was so cool i got so enthralled with it where i was like wow i i haven't explored very much of this realm and i and then i need to get a tennis ball (laughs) yeah interesting it's fascinating i think i i I truly believe we're designed for play. And mm-hmm. I know we're built through play as well. That's yeah. what I really realize. And I just think people have forgotten how to play. Mm-hmm. I think the generations that are coming up now have never really been exposed to play. Mm-hmm. So I think it's of great importance of teaching them how to play again and just the relevance that it has in a forever changing world. I know it teaches us adaptability. Yeah. Things come our way and play is a very safe environment to, to research those elements without there being so much risk. Yeah. Do you know? I um, agree. And it's yeah. how... You know, um, back home, I have a dog, and, and my brother recently got a younger dog. And you see dogs play, and yes. you see um, something very cool. It's number one; it's how they learn where the limit is when they're roughhousing. With exactly, dog, yes. right? Like the dog you see at the park that bites another dog really hard. The immediate thing that I think is that dog's not trying to be aggressive. They just don't know the strength of their jaw. Exactly. They probably never played with another dog. And you hear that yelp, and then both dogs kind of go, and they lick each other, and they're like, okay, that's the line. Yeah. So let's stay within that. And I don't think kids get that these days. No, it's the, right? I, I believe kids have... I have a boy, he's 12, and I, I've been exposed to a lot of children and work with a lot of children. And it's fair to say too many of them are being wrapped up in cotton wool and not given mm-hmm. the chance to, to work those boundaries out, which yeah. essentially is teaching them how and preparing them for the world in, exactly. and, 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 and how to act within the, in, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So in terms of play now, um, we did partner drills. We did a lot was of a partner big one. drills, yeah. Because I think partner drills allow you to – and I think one of the coolest parts was these nonverbal conversations that you yes. have, like even something like that foot tracing drill. Yes. Um, just allows you to speak to someone through your body with zero words. Yes. Which is very powerful. And you see people start very rigid where it's like <laughs> they don't really know what to do. No. But then as you give them little tips and they look around and see what other people are doing, they get more fluid. They start having much deeper conversations without saying a word by just through touch. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very cool. And, and, it just goes to show like there's so many different elements of play and you know when i think of health i think five pillars i think sleep nutrition movement uh, stress reduction and community and the part of movement you know play is becoming a bigger and bigger subsec- subsection of this movement um pillar for yes. me and i think there is also an element of play that you can incorporate like beam work is play yes i think for me play has been almost like an escape to to let my mind just stop thinking of all the background stuff and just yes. focus in on one task. And literally that task could be bouncing a tennis ball and moving your feet creatively and just getting sucked into this consciousness of what your body's doing instead of thinking, oh, what time does my flight leave tomorrow? Exactly. What do I have to do in the room to pack my stuff up? It's like, no, yeah. just submerge yourself into moving your body. And, and that can be some sort of task-oriented thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to try and do this with this ball or with this um, stick or whatever it might be. Yes. And... Uh, yeah, I just think like 
and and I see from you, you you have this unlimited sense of creativity. Yes. Where it's like you don't just get good at playing and then that's it. Yeah. It's like it's a constant evolution of how what else can I do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. You, you touched on uh, leaving behaviors behind. It. it it allows us to try on new behaviors, allows us to try on new hats, uh, find new solutions. There are, it, there are endless possibilities within the realm of play, which now I'm still discovering, which is so exciting for me. That's why I continue to play and practice because mm-hmm. there is so much to take from that world. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's incredibly powerful. Um, I think there's an importance of remembrance within that and the part that you touched on as well the non-verbal communication mm-hmm. i think of that's of great importance as human beings i think that's never going to escape us within this reality uh in a in a time and age where artificial intelligence is here and mm-hmm. it's growing the importance for us to humanly connect on a physical level is important and too often we we connect we connect through through vocalization where mm-hmm. we need to trust more in the intelligence of the body and learn how to communicate and create dialogue without even having to speak which For sure. is what i love with all the partner work is it gives it gives the structure to be able to explore those things and even the uh, another good thing i liked about this facility at rios de sol is that yes there is internet right if you want to yes. connect there's wi-fi if you want to connect with your loved ones or speak to them yeah. but it's only in one spot one spot and exactly. it's not in your room no nope. and it's not in this um shallow which is this massive covered structure that you guys built recently which is amazing and yes. big and gives you you know number one you get a view of a valley directly <laughs> to the ocean like i don't know if you could plan this any better um and and just this you've created just a platform like a canvas that yes. you seem to be continually painting on yes um you know behind us there's the um, that kind of wooden structure where you lodge. do the sweats. Exactly. There's that green area up top of the ridge over there where we did the yeah. cacao ceremony. We have the um, gym, the, the prison yard. The prison yard, like we call it. You got yeah. logs and we set up a slack line. Like the it's obstacle just this, course. Yeah. Like I, I honestly, I'm not going to be able to run through the, everything because there's so much. I had to yeah, write all this stuff right. down. Uh, and from the sounds of it, you guys are expanding. You're going to yes. get into some mats where you can yes. tap into the BJJ exactly. and martial arts community. Yes. Um, cold exposure. Also. You know, I look forward to coming here every year and seeing the evolution of this oh, because absolutely. you know it's following a steep curve exactly and I think you and sage and karina yeah um you just have we talked about maintaining the integrity and the authenticity of the experience but expanding on that and i yeah. think that's the fact that you three have those core values yes uh, like i just look forward to coming here personally aside from teaching to just yeah. this, to just be able to to get this thing that's hard to even explain but you know when you leave here you're healthier you're changing exactly you change yeah in some way shape or form you know and I, i've never been a, a crazy spiritual person in in the context of what most people think of spirituality but it's like yeah being yeah. in nature and sitting down for 30 minutes not speaking to anyone else just breathing yeah that's a spiritual yeah, that's spe- it speaks for itself without having to throw that word in there that has been watered down a lot and people yeah. disassociate with it by simply bringing people down here and placing them in the ultimate container which is nature itself mm-hmm. you understand that connection and yep. words don't have to be spoken again just like we exactly. said you know and also touching on the fact that you said it is a try by offering but it's important for us about the co-creation element like mm-hmm. none of this would happen unless you had answered the calls 
yep. unless uh, the Caveman Strong community had answered the call. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have been an event. We would have been here sitting on our own. So we really emphasize the importance of it of being a, a collective effort, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to just us. It is a canvas that we are able to provide, but it mm-hmm. also requires people to answer that call and come down here and be willing to participate and open themselves up to change. And, 100%. And, yeah, you know. And even back to the communication thing, you know, we do, yeah, sure, we speak to each other verbally, but more and more we speak to each other through our thumbs in the matrix exactly and not only is it this kind of unique experience to get people together in a community where they're speaking verbally and and seeing each other yes um but having physical contact with each other yes and speaking th- without even words yeah is so is like three steps removed from what our norm is where it's usually phones or text messages yeah um yeah, you'd probably so, even you'd yeah. probably even see it in within most training facilities. There are a lot of people. Most of them are, have headphones in, mm-hmm. and most of them aren't communicating unless yeah. it's a group scenario with, with a class. People are so close yet so far from each other. The, mm-hmm. This just this element of disconnect yeah. that I think we have to try and break away from. I think it's a very powerful unit when people are connecting again in a nonverbal way, mm-hmm. in, in particular through their body, through the physical communication. Yeah. You know? And even through yeah. struggle, like when we did the obstacle course or when we ran the hill, like everyone encourages each other and everyone, no one has a phone on them. No. <laughs> Which it, it's, you know, I hate to go constantly go back to that, but it makes a difference. Of course it like does. Like when I don't, it's one of those things where people don't like to be away from their phones, but when they are, I think everyone feels this deep sense of like, I feel better. Yes. I feel better even though I didn't know I would. And it was hard to not have this thing, you know, connected to me at all times. Um, but even going back to those five pillars, you know, number one, sleep. I slept amazing here. Yes. You know, and yeah, sure, there's howler monkeys waking you up at 6 a.m., but you go to bed early. Like yes. at 9 o'clock, I was ready for bed. When the sun sets, you can almost tell like this body lull goes in. There's not constant artificial light. The light that there is is very subtle. It's, you know, yellow tinted light. Um, and in the morning, you wake up naturally. The sun hits your face. You hear the turkeys. You hear the monkeys. Yes. Um, it wakes you up, and it's this very gentle it feels like this is what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, the natural rhythm. We're yeah. connecting back to the natural rhythms, you know, up yeah. with the sun, down with the sun. Exactly. Right? There's definitely something to it. Yes. Nutrition. Yes. You know, the food here is not super complex and fancy. No. It is deliciously, yeah. it is so tasty, and yet, I, I don't know how, is it Javi? Yeah, Javi. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how he cooks the stuff, but it's right. like subtle, simple, delicious. Clean. And, and clean. Yeah. Locally sourced. Yeah, that's Some a of big it, part. And most of it, do you know what, I think a, it would be fair to say that half of it is made here. Wow. That we're dealing the jams, yeah. the amazing sourdough breads. Uh, yeah. yeah it, there's, there's, a real, there's a real sense that the, the food is carrying like a really high vibration. Like you eat and you feel good after it. You yeah. know, you feel energized. And it's one of those things where I think people in, you know, even in North America, yes. don't realize that when you go get, okay, when it's minus 30 outside yes. and you're eating a beautiful, delicious tomato, <laughs> safe to say that tomato came a long way and exactly. it probably isn't packed with as many nutrients as what it was when yeah. it was picked from the vine so mm-hmm. um yeah so sleep nutrition um movement you yes. know we moved with you yes tfc we do more of the education part where we try and get people moving as well and exactly. i definitely took a lot of inspiration from what you and tyler were doing to embed into our seminar to make it more playful and more fun more of an experience um community yes you're around a group of people for an entire week yeah you're you feel each other's energy you do activities together you struggle together you uh learn together whether that's learning to disconnect and just be you know connect to your breath or whatever it is yes um it's just beautiful and then stress management you know i think that's a big pillar of health and um you know just getting away from i I think it's one of those things where I, i hate to say that people need to get away from their everyday life 
but I think it's that's the reality of it. It is. Right? And is. the hope is, I think, that when people come back from here, they take elements. You know, we talked about this yesterday. I tried to do a bit of a wrap-up. Take elements from what we did here and embed them in whatever way you can when you get back home. Exactly. Yeah. You know, whether that's um, how you sleep or the food that you buy or, or, or having trying to have a deeper sense of community with the people around you or the people that you train with, incorporating play into your day, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I think there, everyone will apply whatever they learned or got from here differently. Um, but I think that's a big part of, of not just okay, coming for one week and immersing yourself, but it's like, okay, how do I tease out elements so that when I go back home, I take some of this with me? Yes. Um, and, and, uh, there's a lot of people here that said, I'll see you next year. So yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's yeah. beautiful. It's powerful. Do you know? And also not forgetting the reconnection to nature, like mm-hmm. the importance of maybe just taking time out through your day and taking your shoes off and walking on grass and mm-hmm. sitting by a tree, yeah. which is, here it's 360 in every direction <laughs> yeah, so no it's hard to avoid to. exactly you yeah. know so that's another one of those tools that can be implemented i think that can really make a difference in terms of people that are living relatively stressful lives amazing yeah so let's finish off by talking yes. about the sweat because mm-hmm. we didn't uh we didn't have a chance to do it unfortunately this time. that's yeah. okay yes um, next time exactly uh, the other yeah. stuff was yes. just so man the sound thing legitimately blew was, my mind was it powerful. was so mm-hmm. so powerful and even it was funny because he spoke about um Sable spoke about going barefoot. Yes. And I'm going to try and get him, uh, track him down to do a phone podcast at some point yes. because what he said was very powerful about just getting ri- like, he's one of those guys where I think he was in the corporate world. He was. Came into this, saw it, realized that this is what he wanted to do. Yes. Started shedding away his belongings and he was just, his whole thing about what he talked about, uh, you know, going barefoot and just reconnecting and getting rid of his stuff. Yes. It was so, yeah. the way he spoke was so, I, I, I wanted to like try and record it in my brain. Oh, I was okay. Like, yeah. So it was so powerful. Yeah. Material, material possessions take space. It takes space up in our lives. Exactly. Right. And, and yeah. oh, that was the biggest thing you yes. talked about was creating space. Creating, creating space. space between, I can't even remember. Between thoughts. Between thoughts. Between exactly. yourself, your body, and your mind. Exactly. And just how everything just gets into this big jumble where creating space between each allows you these areas to just think and, and just kind of, instead of being stuck in something without even realizing it, just seeing those things from the outer edge. And yes. Yeah, it was very powerful. Yeah, just, yeah, quickly, just to kind of uh, add to that. It's perfect example is people's to-do list on a daily basis. Like most people have quite a vast to-do list, yeah. you know, and down here, the way of life is your to-do list might consist of two or three things per day. So it gives a yeah. lot of space in between, yes. a lot of time to, to communicate with other people if you meet up with them, uh, time to walk between, uh, between appointments or so forth. So yeah. minimizing your to-do list on a, day-to-day, day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis is super important. And it's something that's really achievable down here. And yeah. that creates the space. For sure. Right? And it didn't feel rushed. No. Even though we had a schedule, I never felt rushed. No. No. And I think that's one of those things where it's like, you know, it almost teaches me I got to slow down at home and not yeah. be as rushed. Yeah. Why, you know, try and enjoy things, enjoy the moment instead of just thinking 10 moments ahead. Exactly. I think that's an important lesson. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about uh, the sweat. So yes. why don't we, so let's come at it from the perspective that okay. no one even knows what a okay. sweat is. So maybe yeah. explain what it is, what it's about and, and, you know, give us an idea of what you get from it when okay. you go and do a sweat. Great. Sweat lodges have been around since the the turn the, the turn of time it's uh it's an indigenous essentially it's, a, it's an indige- indigenous and in the purest form of of a sauna okay do you know um mesoamerica central america know uh have give it the name of a temascal 
Okay. And it's essentially it's a um, it's a naturally built uh, sauna, generally in the in the in the shape of a dome. Okay. Um, covered with blankets. It's heated by stones. Stones are considered within the indigenous within the the indigenous people of the north and the south as the elders. Okay. So bringing the stones in to heat the sauna gives us a chance to speak and reconnect with the with the elders. Hmm. The stones speak. That's the story that is told. Okay. It's an to me it's an incredibly powerful method of connecting with self with the environment again with the elders mm-hmm. um, it uh, it's it, it's incredibly simple in its in its form and in its structure and and uh, and the way it's it, it's contained I know people that we've sat with in in sweat here have had previous experiences okay. that have been really stuck in old traditions and haven't been the most welcoming um, like very intense sort very of thing? intense okay um, very intense and there, there have been apprehensions with people that have sat with us in, in sweat here whether it would be the same mm-hmm. we fortunately have a dear brother Valan who 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 is kind of evolving with with, tradi- with the traditions that have been held and it's far more it's far more forgiving it's far more subtle it's it has far more of a feminine approach to it you know it's a chance for for shedding it's a chance for speaking it's a chance for prayer it's a it's a it's a chance to give gratitude it's a, it's a chance to 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 really reconnect with the earth because it it requires all the elements to basically provide the sweat lodge which is the fire mm. it's the water it's the stones it's the earth it's um yeah i i'm 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 kind of a little not sad in the sense that we didn't get a chance to experience it together but i know that we have it in in the pipelines for next time we connect that cool. it will happen um because even the way you described it you know i think uh you said some of the apprehension was people going in doing a very strict sweat where it's very hot there's no tolerance for if you can't take it it's almost frowned upon whereas it's here it's like yeah you can you go around the outside perimeter if you feel like you might have to go exactly. out and get a breath. Um, and, and, you know, what you said was the stones are in the middle. And what I thought was really cool is that yeah. certain people are – it's almost like a, a, commu- a, a micro-community of people working to maintain the stones. Exactly. So you have people that are heating the stones. Yes. Bringing them in, maintaining yes. the stones, overseeing that yes. uh, part of the process. Yes. Um, you have circles. Uh, circular kind of uh, arrangements of people around the also, stones. Also, I think we've held like three circles. The closer circle obviously being closer to the stones, which protects more heat, and the yep. outer circle being for people who are looking for a little bit more forgiveness with the heat and possibly uh, may need to move out of the sweat if it becomes too much for them as well. And you said there was waves as well, like phases? There's four. The the, yeah, there's four phases that come in. in each, each phase where stones are brought in and heated more, I think we've been sitting generally with 20 four stones okay. uh, six of them coming in at a time cool. the stones also can be which is something Valan does he chooses the size of the stones obviously the bigger the stones the more heat they produce mm-hmm. um, and you and even said that he gets a feel for everyone he does before. of course he comes in yeah, and meets and he cool. integrates with the community understanding just the sensitivity of people whether mm-hmm. they they may need a more intense a hotter sweat or those that may need something more subtle it's it's uh, cool. it's something that he interprets and he then uh, contains within within the sweat Amazing. Yeah, because I know that, you know, sometimes when I go into a hot sauna, that is is an experience of, of like, 
mental strength. Yes. Reconnecting with your body because yes. you have no choice but to, otherwise exactly. you freak out. Uh, you know, whether it's cold exposure or heat exposure, you know, I can just imagine, you know, what Sabo was able to do in terms of his guidance and, and verbiage in terms of what he was saying yes. with sound. Yes. Having someone like that to guide you through, you know, I know the experience in just me going into a sauna solo and how crazy that can exactly. be. Having someone to be in there and and kind of guide a group and get a feel for the group, someone that's so experienced and has done it. Yes. Um, and and like you said, evolves this kind of ancient tradition where he keeps elements of to do, you know, due respect to the tradition, exactly. but also brings it into the modern world to adapt it to people that, you know, are not doing sweats every week. No, and we need, need to be it. exposed to it in exactly. a way that they that can resonate with them. So yeah. they're not just like, oh, well, I'm never doing that again. That was exactly. insane. Yeah. It's like, okay, I see the benefit in that. Yes. I know next time I'll probably be able to tolerate more. I'll yes. probably be able to get more from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's incredibly yeah. powerful. It's amazing to see how many how it opens people up and people really come forward and speak and they share prayers for loved ones, for ones that have passed on, mm-hmm. for future generations. It's incredibly heart-opening and it's a space that's contained beautifully that everyone feels comfortable in sharing if they want to. There's no obligation to share, but you'd be surprised at how many people come forward and feel that it becomes, it becomes a space where they can just set intentions and set prayers you mm-hmm. know which again it's a it's a term that people disassociate with because mm-hmm. it's generally associated with religion and church in in terms mm-hmm. of a, uh, saying a prayer but it can mm-hmm. be so simple and so powerful and i think the sweat is a beautiful container to allow that and i think it's i think there's an importance to showing people putting people in a state of struggle yes to show that everyone around you can express weakness but yes. not be weak yes. or can express vulnerability but not um, – because I think especially males. Like yes. The typical male – and we even talked about this. We won't go off on it too much. But doing a week to correct, can reconnect with what it, what it means, like what masculine means. Because yeah. masculine is not macho, never expressing you – know, Don't show emotion, emotion exactly. Kind of it's like yeah. that's unhealthy. That's I think. really unhealthy. And yeah, yeah, there's an element where, yes – men go out and they hunt or men you know there are activities that are traditionally done by men that that i think and that are intrinsic to our nature right for sure but there's also the other side that if you disconnect with that completely you get stuck in this facade of trying to be the tough guy and never saying anything else and it's like i think creating an environment where everyone can struggle together and you almost bring out this sense of community yes we saw it during um i can't remember what what we did but everyone was struggling and at the end people were just telling each other stuff like oh this is what i felt or saw and like i think it was those people would not have said that if they didn't feel that sense of connection connection when you were doing whatever ceremony or whatever activity we were doing and i just thought that was super cool yeah i think it's true it's it's kind of remembering that we're all in this together yeah right and we're all struggling it's part of the human experience yeah and the ability to show your vulnerability to me is a real sign of just how strong you are, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to not showing any emotion and putting on this facade of strength. I'm like, that's probably the most dishonest thing that you could do as a human being. Mm-hmm. It's like we are vulnerable. We are very fragile, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we try and live within these robust physical structures. Yeah. There is a real side of sensitivity to us and being in nature and being in the ocean, we get a real reminder <laughs> yeah. of that, right? For sure. And reminding that it's just not us. It's just not an individual journey. It's all of us are in the struggle together. And yeah, yeah I think it's powerful when, when you're within a community and that can be recognized by everyone and everyone can accept that and everyone mm-hmm. can support each other through that as well. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, what you guys are doing here is so powerful. The experience that you've engineered, all the stuff that you've talked about in terms of improvements and and evolving this thing and iterating it based on the communities you get in and take little pieces from what each of them bring. Exactly. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. And, and, you know, we're going to come back next year with Tyler's Yes. And the year after in 2021, we're going to do a big one with Mm -hmm. all, you know, whether it's um, getting our foot nerd team of foot nerds yeah. here or getting a group of people where we can give our our kind of take on exactly the and tease out what we really liked and yes um although it's it's definitely tricky because there's not a lot that we did that wasn't well liked. so it's almost like you got to pick one of the best things yeah exactly what are the most uh what are the most powerful elements one the container itself nature exactly. you know and anything on top of that that we provide as a co-creation to me is just a is an add-on to the experience you know but just submersing yeah. people back into this environment is is the purest form of medicine i think there is oh, for sure like mm. the surfing and we yesterday we went stand-up paddleboarding and exactly. junior yes died. crocodile we literally paddled <laughs> 20 feet from a 12-foot crocodile <laughs> He's like, yeah, just, just, her nest is on that side, stay away. I was like, what the hell? This is awesome. But everyone was relaxed. It was relaxed. His, his vibration of just being like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, we see them all the time. Exactly. They're peaceful. Don't yeah. go over there and bug them. And yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, you can just cohabitate with these other creatures. Exactly. And, and this fear that we have of being like constantly afraid of, you know, whether it's yeah. scorpions or, yeah. or spiders or bats or monkeys or whatever. It's like, you're just within it alongside it alongside not, it you, it's not us versus them exactly it's like, yeah it's here okay there's a bug there okay i'm gonna shoot the bug out of the room but I'm, yes it's, it's okay yes it's true um yeah so thank you for everything that you do and, and all the you. teaching this week and uh yes. i look forward it's to doing it pleasure. and thanks for taking the time to do this too because awesome. I think it is nice to have conversations with people that have a unique perspective and yeah, um, yeah. Every you're just very good at telling stories. Awesome. So thank I look you. It's to a doing real this pleasure. Next year and uh, yeah. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed that and we'll catch you later. Awesome.